Hey, hey, what's up? You're listening to the Bevel's Advocate podcast. My name is Ryan Reese, and you are very, very welcome to our Halloween special. Yes, this very special episode dedicated to the wonderful all-American holiday of Halloween. And today with me, I have some very special guests who I'm very excited to talk to. I prefer to be addressed as Ryan Reese today, but that's okay. <laughs> or I guess I'm the uh, devil today, so I'm, I'm not the devil's advocate. I'm actually the devil uh, this, this time, but it's the Halloween special. So, but wait, what, how come you're introducing it? Or what are you supposed to be? Well, if you can't tell just by looking, uh, I am dressed as the incredibly dashing Ryan Reese of Honed Media fame. <laughs> uh, is that how I dress? I don't dress like that. That's yeah, I mean, minus close. the swagged out chain. I think the turtleneck and the blazer is pretty much, pretty much, and the, and the um, you know, the sort of uh, Peaky Blinders style. There's only like a few pictures of me that are actually like that, but Mr. Neil Samuel. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm, I'm broadcasting <laughs> from the Carpathian Mountains right now. Okay, um, you're, are you in Transylvania? It's this, um, yes, at the moment I am. Uh, I, I hope you like my setup. I, I tried to get it spooky. I hope you like the dramatic lighting. And right. Everything. Well, you don't have spooky. to try hard to uh, make it a spooky setup, do you? No, no. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> it just changed the lighting a little bit. The cobwebs were already out. Right, right. The beware sign was already there and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just made all right, cool. Well, amazing. welcome to the Halloween special. Um, I actually have some fun things in store tonight. Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. So um, uh, I'm glad we're all to do this. And some of the things that um, we're going to do tonight are uh, extra spooky. So uh, be prepared. It's still Kendama related, despite being the Halloween special, which leads me into the first kind of thing I want to talk about is, is Halloween your guys' favorite holiday? Uh, uh, I'd say it's pretty, it's pretty close neck and neck, maybe with Leif Erikson Day. I don't want to bring that into this because then we're going to get into a whole other thing. I'll get a little heated, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really a Halloween target. guy. I'm not like the Halloween guy. When's but, the last uh, time you went trick or treating? Like uh, oh, yesterday. I'd oh, go okay. every day. Yeah, that, oh, really? <laughs> that actually yeah. reminds me. I used Except to, Halloween. As, as a prank, me and my friends, when I was in middle school, we would go, we were bored one day, and they were like, what do you want to do? And I was, we were looking through my garage, through all the junk I had in my garage, and I found the Halloween decorations my family had, and there were some like basic masks <laughs> and a scream mask and a Jason uh, uh, I love where mask, this is headed. Uh, you know basic mask and i was like oh what if we just go trick-or-treating because we used to do ding dong <laughs> ditch all the time that's and so I, funny so but instead I was of like, leaving what, you just it was wait like august 20 candy it, it, it was like the middle of the summer <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> like 3 30 in the afternoon not even like at night or or any and it followed Beautiful. no rules of halloween except uh just the masks and we had pillowcases for candy it was too <laughs> funny we'd go knock on the door and we go trick-or-treat and people would be like it's not halloween though and we didn't break. We would just be like, trick or treat. <laughs> and they'll go, okay, let me go see if I can find some candy. And no <laughs> shit, they would come back with fucking candy and yes, sprinkle dude. it into our bags. And we'd go to the next house. And we all ended up with bags of candy, believe They're it or not. They're just like shaking out a bottle of fucking Tums into the... <laughs> right, right. Okay. Fucking, it that's when, so that's funny. people poison candy. It would have been so yeah, right. You brought like styrofoam tombstones and like decorated their front yard and then knocked on the door 
You're like, you guys decorated and everything. You're not, you're not candy. Right? <laughs> you had the whole neighborhood to participate and be in the background going to other houses and everybody else oh my God. decorated. That would just people one out. person getting that's godlike. So, um, before we get into other things, I want to ask you guys uh, what you dressed up as. I appreciate you dressing up. And uh, as you can see, I am the devil tonight. Um, and uh, I, I want to see what you guys so. And I want to see what you guys are. So uh, we'll start with Neil. Neil, uh, who are you supposed to be? I'm just me. I'm, I'm always like this. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how well you can hear me, but I, I always look like that, uh, like this. You know that, Ryan? So, so this is just your style and fashion sense. Every day is Halloween. And, uh, That's why I what, go trick-or-treating every day. What do you, what do you like about um, uh, dressing like the way you do? I um I, I think that I'm just, you know, being my authentic self, so to speak. <laughs> and you know what, dude? That's perfectly fine. And I applaud you for that. That's awesome. So I appreciate you coming to the show. I really wished you dressed up. Um, you know, that's the point. For Halloween, dude, you need to dress like an ordinary person. <laughs> there you go. That's the move. <laughs> That'd be dressing up for you. That'd be fucking awesome. That'd just be like funny. cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, right? It's scary. Well, it is. That's scary. pretty fucking right. scary. It's right. Scary. <laughs> All right, Agreed. and then um, Tony, what are you supposed to be? H who? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Ryan, who are you supposed to be? Right. Uh, well, I'm Ryan Reese, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're me. Uh, yeah. Are, are, are you dressed as me, or are you actually me? Well, I mean, given that you're the devil, I I think I'm. I'm like a stand-in, you know what I mean? I'm it, I'm embodying the. If uh, you were actually me, you'd be able to juggle a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony. Let's see a border balance. Yeah, let's I was see gonna some say, border balance. I see doing, I see doing see border, border balances. Okay, so I you're me, I'm and I get it, and you That's look good. I, I got a cigarette instead because I forgot this cigar. I'm like Ryan Reese. A, a cigarette? I well, I did smoke. Okay, that's me in like maybe uh, 2018. All right, that's cool. So Annie, um. Uh, I'm interested to hear what your costume is all about. So explain this costume for us. Um, so I'm the ghost of Kusa past and what used to be. Uh, back when Kusa <laughs> was on top of the world, <laughs> I've got my uh, I've got my my OG Kaizen 1.0 Dave Mateo mod with me. Oh, okay. I've got the Jake Weens bandana and straw fedora. Oh. <laughs> 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 and I'm just getting the ghost bad. of Kusa past. Gotcha. <laughs> it couldn't have come at a better time, honestly. Why do you, why do you say that? Uh, I put this costume together two days ago, and then yesterday morning I woke up and Wyatt Bray left Kandami USA. <laughs> no, uh, right. I thought this was just incredibly topical. I thought you, you came up with this one on the fly. Uh, no, I had this idea as soon as I was asked to be on the podcast. Uh, well, well, Haley Bischoff made a video about... Uh, yeah, I saw that, and right? I was like, oh, man, I hope it don't look like I'm biting. Like, <laughs> well, wait, what was her video about? Uh, she just made like a like an Instagram reel where she just like cut a sheet out because I guess Kusa's is doing a Halloween contest. Are are you suggesting that that Kusta is is is, uh, is no more or something or like uh, what? This seems like a statement costume. It's definitely more of a lighthearted barb. Um, I don't think Kusa is going to be dead anytime soon. Like I don't understand why people really think that Kusa is going to be dead right now, especially with the way that Kusa is. Kusa has always existed. <laughs> oh hey. Um, oh, I, hey, Annie. It's, uh, I just think it's, uh, hold on. All right. Um, uh, I just think that uh, Kusa's taken some hits. Um, I think we're fine. Kusa will survive. 
I've seen Kuz come out of worse. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think Kuz is just going through some changes and, um, you know, it, it, it's maybe a, just a change of, you know, uh, a, a, any organism needs a, a, a fresh injection of new blood, you know, and, and, and that's the same thing that Wyatt and other team members might be doing as as in like giving that to other companies, them leaving Kusa and going to another one and injecting blood into that one or, or, or fresh air into that one. And then I think, you know, uh, with Kusa's situation, it actually leaves a lot of room open for a lot of people who haven't been recognized higher because of those like legendary people like Wyatt have held those positions as, you know, pro team player, you know, um, I, I think I, I, younger players, young guns coming up need these kind of moments to happen so they can fill that role. And again, uh, give a breath of fresh air to a company that is OG like Kendami USA. Agreed. Speaking of the breath, breath of fresh air, I kind of had this feeling where, you know, um, I don't know about other people. I'm sure anyone that has been paying attention has had this feeling that Wyatt has sort of felt like he's had his foot in the door for a while now. Um, it's been pretty much imminent um, and I was sort of dreading it and then it happened and it, it felt more like a sigh of relief than anything to me I feel like um, you know if they have these people on there that that don't seem like they have any interest in being on their team the best thing is to just let them move along and, and bring along people who are interested to be there I think right there's, sure. there's there's certainly young people there who are kind of waiting to fill those shoes Absolutely. And I, you know, why, why keep it filled with somebody who clearly doesn't want it Yeah, or just, or just wants to move on to other things. Everything. Right. No, I mean, it's not, not that like, What's uh, that? I, feel, I feel exact. Like I don't, that's exactly what I mean. Like I have no hate for Kusa. Everybody knows that I love Kusa. The shift and the slim shapes are great. I've played Kusa was my first real Dama after a fucking crazy oh, yeah. Dama that I got. I, I, I poke a lot of fun at them, but that, that's where I started. They're where it came from. Yeah. Like I hold so much, respect for well i i think that's coming not to bite them back in the ass um but it's kind of pigeonholed them into like they're just the entry-level company where like you know it's literally called kendama usa they 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 bought kendama.com the domain name that leads to kendama usa it, it yeah, was for sure it, it was to claim the stake of kendama as a thing in the united states of america and, you know, and, and so when you see it, it was perfect for places like Annie, if you remember, Lighten Up. Um, oh, God, yeah. Uh, it was perfect for the little display DVD playing on a loop yeah. uh, to show yeah, people like what That's can they showed a little bit of Haley, a little bit of TJ, a little bit of Jake Ween. Colin. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see how fun and exciting it is. It was very general. And, uh, um, you know, I think people now or the community now is is definitely growing towards, you know, why did um, uh, Dwesty and Brian Skagline go to Crom? Because I feel like they find more of a team uh, personal mentality there that they kind of uh, orbit with. They 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 they, they want to be in that orbit. They want to be in that uh, kind of world. That, you know, this is, Chrome is not Kendama USA, as in, like, literally, it's not a uh, U.S. company, or it didn't originate that way. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not about the general spreading of Kendama. It's about making good Kendamas and uh, making them look cool and interesting and fun and, like, art, you know? And even having Brian, who, you know, I'm not saying he's not a, a great player, 
but you know we all know the media background that he can bring to that uh and then chrome's team to chrome's team right you saw what he did for kendama usa with with stuff behind oh, yeah. the scenes and then also the stuff he did you know on camera i mean that that is a huge benefit to not only companies but to other players and the community because you know he can be the bridge between the company and the audience or the uh market uh the consumers the players and um now that uh i mean crom was already off to a great start with many of their players but and and now you know of course they even have bonds and so i mean it's just uh kind of you can kind of see how uh major players and i mean major players as in like think of it like a game not as in like actual kendama players but major people in the community are gravitating towards that kind of company or brand because they uh identify a little bit further or they feel like they can be more um, niche and creative whereas kendama well, USA, i'm sure brian felt limited that he can only use their brand voice which is still kind of very general deal of the day uh kind of um spreading kendama i'm well, still so like you say with chrome so many of those fucking deal of the days with <laughs> all those old kendamas they're they still must, peddling them out. boxes of them still or something like that but yeah but yeah yeah no i think with like you mentioned with chrome they're going for like a more like a a certain vibe and i think you see that with sweets as well uh with the players that they have been uh investing in um, well i think there's a big difference between generalizing kendama very much like kendama usa did where sweets is trying to popularize kendama sure but so i think that yeah go ahead kuza's case i think that that does keep them safe in a sense because like you said um there's always this significant demographic of people who um you know it, it kind of goes back to what we uh were talking about with uh johnny from serial the other day right that um you know that he he thinks he views his company as creating products for players people who are already playing kendama whereas kendama usa can pretty safely maintain the market of people who are not kendama players uh who will google or you know will search uh kendama.com and right. find their product. that's what i mean so by I think general that, it's just kendama it's just just it's just yeah. kendama where but that'll keep them in business indefinitely right and i think day. that's that's the thing that's the thing that they'll never let go of is 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 um the generalization which which kendama is still at i would say for the most part you know it's still you know parents will type in kendama.com yeah. and see what people comes are still up. buying them buying their first damas off of amazon every day right 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 so completely uninformed so Right. So I, I used to that Ryan gave me a little while ago. Um, I don't know where in the world it went. Um, I'll, I'll admit I'm not. That. I'm not entirely as familiar with uh, Chrome as as you guys obviously are. But I remember when I was recording a video. Um, I think like two years ago for you guys. Um, I remember seeing that name popping up. Yes. No. You're right. Absolutely, Neil. And that's kind of one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Actually, is uh, the reason I invited Neil onto the uh, show tonight is not only for the Halloween special. I knew he would get a kick out of this, but also Neil is a unique person. I think in my Kendama journey because he is the only photographer slash filmmaker who actually came to everything i asked him to come to and not only that but he worked his ass off and he shot so many clips that i look at today 
and look back on fondly because, um, you know, I couldn't be holding the camera all the time. You know, I was also hosting the event or, or you know, uh, you know, doing whatever, moving stuff around. You know, I couldn't have a camera in my hands. If, if you, and Annie can back me up on this. Every oh, yeah. event that I did not host, I had the fucking <laughs> camera in my hands and I filmed everything. And so when I had my own events, I could not always do, I am not an octopus. I don't have eight arms. You know, I, I literally cannot do everything. However, Even though, just when we ran down to meet Troy in Fort Lauderdale, like that yeah. camera in your hand 24 seven on that right. film. Like I filmed one of your tricks and after that you were holding it the whole time. And that's exactly why I called Neil. And he was there at Dama to the Death one. He was there mm-hmm. that day of the Milk District, if you remember. Oh yeah, um, that was a fun day. That's fucking Trey Clugston, come back to Florida. Yeah, Trey was there. Yep, yeah, yeah. I was hungover as shit that day. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't that the PBR weekend? <laughs> that was that was the day or the Milk District was the day after we hung out in the uh, Skilderness Shack. All. In the shack, yeah, 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 yeah. The first office. Oh god. And you had like there was like 25, 30 PBRs. We stacked. drank like thirty PBRs. Yeah, probably more. <laughs> probably more. I have a and, confession and- to make. I currently have uh, my. PBR koozie with a, uh, you can see here, a hams inside of it. Oh, wow. Wow. You can still, where do you find hams at? I got it for $15 delivered uh, for a 30 pack from this uh, company called GoPuff that just delivers snacks and stuff in the field. Gotcha. Area. Snacks and booze. That's what you order? Hell yeah, brother. Fun and pizzas at 1 a.m. So, yeah, Neil is a, a, a dedicated person when it comes to uh filming stuff and that's why i asked him out of all the other videographers and photographers i know um who are all you know just as professional as he is it was only because i knew he would show up and not only that but he's also my friend and i think uh, he just supported me and i wanted to support him back uh by like hey man i know you're not into kendama but here's something to film here's something to shoot photographs of here's just some bodies doing some action that you can just practice on and neil i hope you know like that's really what i was intending i i wish i could have paid you (laughs) i i wish i wish i could have done something more but i i hope you know how much i appreciate you coming to all those events and filming them and all that do you do you remember those events Uh, yeah i I definitely remember them thank you uh, very much for all of that um when maybe when all the the current situation is over, then we can go back to that, and I, I'll be able to help you in the future with recording more events. What have um, you been recording now? I, I haven't been uh, recording t- too much for people. You know, there were some independent projects that I, I've worked on over the past few years, but nothing in a little while. I, I um, you, <laughs> you sent me a photo of your business card, and do you have one of those on you? <laughs> um. I uh, that that's for the screenwriting thing. I, I need to work on that. But, but do you yeah. have a business card um, with you though? Sure. Let me see. If I, I want uh, Tony and Annie to see it. So Neil's also a screenwriter. I love me a good business card. And yeah, <laughs> I, I actually love uh, Neil's business card to be honest. Because uh, yeah, I curious. see a ton of, I, I see a lot of business cards between uh, media people and where I work and all this and networking events and they're all so glossy and fancy and Neil's <laughs> is very unique I will say <laughs> let's see it Neil t- t- tell us about it it's uh yeah I don't know if you can really see any of this at all or how, how well it shows up yeah we can um, see it that's good excellent yeah it's um 
No, I just I just figured that I'd, I'd create something like that for networking, you know. I, I love how it's just a, a full black card. That it's says, nice and clean. Honestly, it's a nice black it's it's like, good. Neil Samuel it's like your screenwriter. Name, yeah, screenwriter. <laughs> it's so straight to, to the point. But I will say, yeah. if I got a card like that from you, I wouldn't be surprised. So I think that's perfect for you, Neil. Well, supposedly, you know, the, the less that you have on the card, the more professional it'll look. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Well, well, people's eyes will be directed to the actual information, you know, of what you intend to do with a business card, you know, as network. And you want to see it. You want them to see your phone number, email, your name, all that. And so, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, so have you written any new uh, horror scripts? There is a there is that one idea that I had, like for a TV show, that sort of thing. I've, I've basically plotted it out, um, but. I need, I need to work on it. I need to actually write the pilot, but you know, it, it's, it's enough to basically cover two seasons, like 26 episodes I've plotted out. <laughs> and and that's why I you got, that's why you got the uh, business cards made. So you can try to hustle the show and get it made. Um, well, at least for the time being, I, I just pass it out whenever I'm on a, uh, on a project with, with somebody, you know, and then, and then, and then network through that and then maybe, you know, meet people that could help elevate my status i don't know <laughs> i think um it's so funny where i actually met neil originally neil do you remember how we first met i believe that a, a friend of ours um happened to be at spooky empire or something right like but that. well we met at a horror convention yeah yep and at a horror, it, at a horror does that surprise you annie and tony at all <laughs> not at all uh, although i've always wanted to go to spooky empire Spooky Empire is great. Orlando. I'm a bit shocked, but I'll get past it. But no, <laughs> um, yes. Me and Neil met at Spooky Empire, which is a, uh, a horror convention here in Orlando that happens every year. Of course, not this year because of COVID, but uh, we, we went there. And um, do you remember waiting in line for Malcolm McDowell's autograph? Yeah. Lucky I bastard. I still have the pictures from that. I was the last person to see him before the the actual photo wall i think i took the pictures for you didn't i with your camera you may very well have my hair was much longer back then of course. yes 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 and uh it's funny it was, it was amazing i never met anybody where we intro we we literally just got introduced and then maybe 15 minutes later i was taking a picture of him with malcolm mcdowell and uh so that was very interesting and ever since i never forgot uh about neil and um that's why I'm happy to have him on the show tonight because uh, he, 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 he does know what, Neil, you know what kendamas are, right? Of course. Um, I, I've failed at using one. <laughs> are, are you, uh, do you have hand-eye coordination, Neil? Not, not very much. I have a bit of a neurosis that, that creates a deficit with my coordination, but. Uh, <laughs> so no. Um, <laughs> I, I that's a no <laughs> okay <laughs> but 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 you've tried playing kendama a few times right yeah uh when i was shooting the videos what one head with the camera one head with the kendama right right, <laughs> right 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 annie do you have any memories of neil uh that's what i was just thinking about was the first night that i met neil i believe was the weekend of the milk district it was that uh that punk bar venue that we went to the first night when we were selling those Skilderness Damas. Punk bar venue. 
Oh, was like oh the, no, not the, the first punk, time I met Monica. It, it wasn't a punk bar. That was you're thinking of um Hanau it was that artist space. Yes, yeah, it was an artist. Art, it was an artist space. That was the Hanau there was a punk band playing in Orlando. Like, <laughs> but 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 yeah, so it, was, it was like a metal show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that, and then I just remember helping move equipment at the very beginning. I think we were. He was wearing a um a face as a death T-shirt, and I happened to ask him about it. Yes, yes, it for a minute. He bought that at Spooky Empire. Did he really? He, Neil, <laughs> do you remember you buying the shirt at Spooky Empire? I was gonna say um, the very day that I met you, actually, um, and and there's there's a funny anecdote I remember you uh, that, that you recollect. You know, um, you, you told people um, about <laughs> about when I bought it. You were you were like, who who the fuck would ever buy a Faces of Death shirt? And, <laughs> and you told yes. <laughs> Yes, no, I remember we were both at that uh, t-shirt table at the horror convention, and they had a whole array of different horror-themed, obscure video and horror films, and, you know... um, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken either, it was right next to the trauma booth. And if you can see the trauma uh, memorabilia I have right up here, that's from yeah. that day, actually. Uh, when I got it signed by Lloyd, that green and yellow poster right there, that was done that day. Or I got it from the trauma booth that day. And that was right oh, next no. to this booth that was all these like horror, very obscure horror film uh, t-shirts and one of them was faces of death and i was standing next to neil and i'm like looking around uh trying to figure out what shirt i wanted to buy and uh he he, he just points up and goes yeah i'll take the uh, faces of death shirt and i was like <laughs> Uh, and, and, <laughs> and like <clears throat> i was the only person in my neighborhood as a kid who knew what faces of death was well yeah for the un- uninitiated like myself can you can you give a little context on Faces of Death is basically like a it's it's a notorious DVD. I mean, it might have even been a tape back in the day. But I think it was a VHS tape. It was a yeah, shock. Tape. It, it was just like a, a, a shock video horror um, of it was apparently real deaths all cut on camera and um, just people it? getting hit by trains, people jumping off buildings, people killing themselves, uh, games of Russian roulette, people getting shooting themselves in the head. All, yeah, basically all it was a two hour montage of just death. Yeah, Neil might be able to explain it better. Neil, you explain Faces of the Death. Has anyone here actually watched Faces of Death? There's a whole a whole series of them. I, I've yeah, watched like, one of them. There's like three or four, isn't there? But, but but Neil, give us the generalization, like just all of the films together. What is Faces of Death as just a concept? It's a it's a documentary on the subject of death, and uh, some of it's some of it's dramatized but but uh the stuff that is real is is obviously real why did you like watching faces of the death oh just because it seemed like something that was hidden that you're not supposed to watch i guess and it's you know it's not like watching something fictional i guess but um it's just kind of that natural morbid curiosity yeah i guess you could say that and i think that's most people have that i think and that's why it was a popular you know tape Oh, for sure. Maybe that's what you should do, Neil, is just record actual people dying and maybe something, maybe somebody will watch what you make. Yeah, just, um, but, but I'll have to use some filters or something when I do it. <laughs> just film me like trying to hit a, a stilt flip enough times and you'll get it. You'll get it on film. Oh, God. Uh well, one thing I do appreciate between all uh, three of you is um, your senses of humor, and that's a big thing on this show. And uh, so, 
Um, one thing I want to talk about is our costumes. You know, this is the Halloween special, and I appreciate all of you dressing up. And um, because of that, um, we're actually going to have a costume contest. And so, coming from the Bevel's Advocate podcast, you are now the judge of the costume contest for the 2020 Halloween special. I'm actually going to let the community vote on who had the best costume tonight. So when this gets posted, that's when we'll figure out uh, who actually won the costume contest. So I'll make a whole social media post about it. And um, that's how it'll be judged. You know how you can do polls and all that kind of shit. So we'll, we'll see uh, what the voters think um, about that. So uh, that's how so the what am I going to win? That's is- well, we'll see. I mean, a lot of people might actually be pissed off and hate you for being the ghost of Kendama USA. I think that's the best gift of all. Okay, Annie, do you have any Kendama horror stories? Uh, I was homeless for a night once in Orlando, like an hour and a half away from home after a Kendama event. <laughs> you consider that a horror story? It was pretty scary because we had to try two CD motels and they turned us down because we were two. We were me and it was me in Dallas. I think it was 2017. I think it was Beast Coast Battle. It was Troy Montaguito's event when Bonds came down. Right. I remember in Winter Park. Right. Uh, We had a place to stay that night. Ended up just falling out after the event and whatever. It's not really that big of a deal. So we were like, all right, we'll hit up the group chat. We'll figure out somebody. Because Miguel Miguel was still around and he was working for that hotel at the time. And that's where like the after party was. So we were like, oh, we'll figure something out. Miguel can maybe get us a deal on a room for the night. Uh, Because I was three months into having a driver's license and drove four hours to get here, basically like an hour south, then two hours back just to get to Orlando. Um, so I wasn't driving straight through for the night because I had no driving experience. Right. So we're DMing everybody in the in the in the R in the like Skodernus group chat for the event. Nobody's responding. So we go and get to a wing place and sit down for a bit to try to figure out what we're doing. We're googling hotels, motels. We roll up to a motel. Uh, I think I was twenty at the time, and Dallas was nineteen. Uh, so we roll up to this motel and we're like, "Hey, we need a room." And I'm talking, it's like a two-star motel. Like, this place is terrifying. Uh, and they're like, sorry, we can't take you. You're too young. And we were like, oh, okay. That's a wrench in the plan. Fucking two-star right. motel is too good for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think because Dallas only had, like, a high school ID on him at the time. He didn't have, like, a license or anything. So that was also, I guess, kind of sus to the dude. I, I mean, yeah, that's Dallas pretty had shoes on, you're, you're like... <laughs> I mean, this is start. the beginning of a horror movie right here where you can't even oh, this get is a hostel. Yeah. This is hostile so, in Orlando. So, so where do you go? What do you do? Turn into some taken shit. So, uh, so we go to a 24-hour Walmart to hang out just to figure out what we're going to do. First what of all, you do? do you go to Walmart to hang out? Yeah. Well, we need something to do. So we sat in this closed McDonald's in this super Walmart because there's nowhere else to go. Uh, and eventually... Miguel messages us and says, all right, go to the desk of the resort and tell them I got you a room for $80 for the night. And we were like, all right, we're good. We'll take whatever we got. Cause it's like 2 AM at this point, we drive all the way back to the resort and we explain everything to the guy at the desk. And the guy's like, I'm so sorry. We have no vacancy. Uh, really? Oh my God. We're standing there with all of our bags and we have no idea what to do. And he so goes, y'all got a couch in the lobby or <laughs> exactly. He goes, uh, a really fancy resort. So in the lobby, there was this dark room that had no furniture in it except for bean bags. And they were projecting movies on the wall. It was like a kid's theater to keep the kids occupied. And there was like curtains. So he was like, all right, lobby closes at like 6 37 AM. 
I'll let you guys go crash in the movie theater if you really need a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) So we walk into this little movie theater. We make some beanbag beds. And uh, I think... That's actually not bad. Yeah. And you get a film. Huh? Yeah, did you get to watch a, yeah, what, a, what a horror movie, movie were you watching? So so the King Kong, the Peter, Pat, Peter Jackson King Kong DVD, DVD menu was on. And then he peeked his head in right when we were about to sleep and was like, yo, what movie do you guys want? Do you want King Kong or do you want Over the Hedge? <laughs> uh, we told that dude to put it over the hedge. Yeah, and he we- says slap in over the hedge for me, dog. <laughs> dude, do just me a favor to pop that bitch in. Call, 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 call it a night. fucking night, dude. Dude, I don't good need to Jackson's King Kong keeping me up all night. Jack Black had too good of a performance. <laughs> yeah, that actually, is that King that King Kong is actually a good King Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, that was a and good. I thought it was like King Kong's like a little too spooky to, to sleep to, but <laughs> Annie's like there were some truly compelling performances in that film. Annie, that was um a, a great and compelling scary story. I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. Uh, not as compelling as King Kong. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because I'm not sleeping on a be- Jack uh, Black's performance in King Kong. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because it won't be on a beanbag. So ah, uh, three beanbags. I appreciate yeah, you know about fuck me up with that. I appreciate no more, the story. no less. I'm gonna move on to Neil and um, Neil. I know um, you're not much of a Kendama player, but you have or I forced you to be a part of certain Kendama happenings. Um, and I, I, I want to ask Neil if he has a story to tell, but I mean, you know, I feel like he might not remember, but there's something that I do remember. And it was uh, at the Mills District for that event. I can't even remember the name of that event, but um, when Neil was there filming it, <laughs> and I still laugh about this to this day, actually. And uh, Neil, you might not remember, but you were just standing there and I was like maybe three feet behind you, just kind of like probably sipping a PBR and like looking around and like you were eating that gas station hot dog. You were, you were just kind of like off to the side and and he, he puts the he's like looking at the camera and then like puts it down and he was like thinking to himself, like he didn't look at me at all. And he was like thinking to himself, he was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I, I, I don't do any of this. Why am I here? Neil, do you remember that? Do I remember contemplating where I am in life? Uh, <laughs> An existential <laughs> moment that you had. Dude, Orlando does that to you. You're, Neil's uh, like, which time? <laughs> so it was much I bigger than just being at the event. I was like, what am I doing? Uh, okay, here, here's where I was wrong. I thought he was saying, what am I doing here? As in like this event? He's like, <laughs> what am I doing on Earth? <laughs> just very... Uh... <laughs> Wow. Very existential yeah. in nature. <laughs> Neil, really though, what what did you feel? Did, did you ever have a bad experience filming any of those events or anything? I try to I try to not um you know, I, I try to stay neutral and everything and, and not like get too worked up about stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's stuff that would warrant me being afraid. Uh, I just don't know how well it registers in my brain though at the moment. Uh, <laughs> right, I see. <laughs> Um, That's okay. I don't have any particularly poor, uh, particularly scary memories, though. Are you guys afraid of ghosts or real people? Real people. I can't read the supernatural. (laughs) Ghosts aren't real. Why not? Well, 
um, if they are, I would like to have an undeniable experience interacting with one, and I just haven't. You've never had any paranormal experience? Nothing that's been explained to you. Have any of you have, a, you have had a uh, paranormal experience? I- I'm the type of person that doesn't believe in ghosts, but like if I turn the lights off at the bottom of the stairs, I'm going to probably run up to the top oh big same <laughs> i don't believe in ghosts but i ain't fucking with a leaky board <laughs> yeah well what's funny is i've done actually everything all three of you have just said i don't believe in ghosts i get scared when i turn off the lights and run up the stairs <laughs> and i have played with ouija boards i've actually played yeah. and this is no bullshit i swear on my mom's life that uh i've played a ouija board on a full moon in a graveyard before. Wow, what a great idea, Ryan. That's I, the I, I have, and nothing happened, so it's all true what you believe. Um, uh, no, for real, though, um, despite all of that, I actually have had a paranormal experience, and it's real, and I believe it. And despite all of that, of, of everything I just said, I, I, I have no, and it's not bullshit. I'm not bullshitting to troll. I swear to God, I'm not uh, bullshitting the troll. There was a, a certain experience of mine that I have had that I questioned what the fuck was happening. So what happened was, is I was living in Florida and my mom left to New York for a week to go visit family. And I was home alone. And uh, maybe two months before that, she flew to New York to uh, go to a funeral of her favorite uncle. And mm-hmm. her favorite uncle collected handbells that you would ring like with your hand, you know? And uh-huh. um, he also played piano and my mom played piano. And so in her piano room, she, had, she inherited all of his collection of bells and she put them on top of her piano, all across the top of her piano, you see? So... Um, she left on this trip months later from that after his funeral, you know, I forgot all about that. You know, I didn't even go to his funeral. She did. That was another time that she left. And then months later, she left this time for another thing. I don't remember what it was, but, um, her piano was set up with all those bells across it. And he had a favorite bell that had a black (laughs) candle and it was gold. It was all gold. And I, I don't even know if gold rings well like how brass does or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, but anyway, it was all, it was all like uh, molded on the side with decals and all this, other, not decals. I don't think that's the right term, but like uh, it, it, it had <laughs> etchings, etchings. Yeah. All across it and everything like that. It was, it, it was a, it was a collective collectible piece. It wasn't, you wouldn't pick it up and ring it to be the town crier, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was like a uh, antique you were supposed to have in a china cabinet, but we just didn't have one of those in my in, in my house. So, um my mom was gone already for like 3 days and she was gone for a week. And I was sitting in bed watching TV late at night and I hear, I shit you not. I I wouldn't make this up. Trust me, I don't believe in this. I wouldn't make this up, but I did hear it. Uh, I hear just somebody as if somebody took a bell and just started ringing the shit out of it for maybe five seconds. And five seconds is a long time. If yeah. you do something like that, you know, like one, two, three, four, five. So I was like, I, I jolted out of bed. Like, what the fuck was that? 
And then like, I was, I was watching TV. So I was also like, was that the TV? And I looked at the TV and there was no bells. There was no, it, it was like on commercial. And there was, it was none of that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like get paranoid all of a sudden. And I'm a kid when this is happening, I'm still in high school. And uh, I, I like take the covers off the bed. It might, it was probably late at night and I was just watching TV in bed. And, but I was all paranoid because I heard this happen and I get up and I like look around the house like, oh, I, you know, I'm just being paranoid. And I go out into the piano room where my mom had her piano and bells. And that one bell is on top of the piano keys. I shit you not. And I like saw that. Wow. And it was only because it was out of place. And, and I heard the ringing and he died uh, two months earlier. My mom's favorite uncle, he in the will gave her all of those bells. And I called her actually that night being like, Hey, you're not going to believe this. I'm scared as fuck. Um, I'm sorry to bother you like this, but I think something's weird happening. You're not going to believe me, but I told her what happened and she goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uncle Walt. Oh Yeah. Don't worry about that. You're good. He's he not going to. He just does that. Yeah, he's not going to kill you or anything. You're good. Nice yeah, that, that's him. You know, my mom's a religious person, so, so she she was like, oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. That that should be normal. That's why I wanted his bells, and you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just you know, that's he's just doing his thing, ringing his bell he's one going. last time, and I was like, what? what the fuck are you talking? About? Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, no way. And we had cats at that. Tell time. him not to. <laughs> well, here here's my theory from a from a sane person and it it it's we had two cats at that time who would climb all over everything they were very rambunctious very troublesome and they would climb on top of my mom's piano perhaps one of the cats jumped up on her piano knocked off the bell it rang and it just happened to land on top of the piano keys and the cat jumped off and uh something like that i run out afterward and it's you know what i mean so i I think that's one thing because we did have cats in the house i was not completely alone if you want to really think about it you know either probably the cat like sat there batting at it and that's why it rang or just knocked it off in such a way that it it it, rang it, it's possible yeah yeah totally possible and and so like that that's not too it wasn't like i was the only living moving thing in the house in the cats. my first the, question was going to be if you had cats or not yeah yeah exactly yeah. you know when we and we did and they would routinely jump on top of my mom's piano uh so i i try to believe that you're like <laughs> i don't know man anything. i thought it was ghosts and then i went downstairs yeah. But it was and, only because uh, it, it had the backstory. Robbing my house. It, it was the only. It, it was only because of the backstory of like he literally died two months prior. Um, it was his favorite bell. Uh, just like everything else I've heard, it's just major coincidence, honestly. Yeah, like it Probably. seems so unlikely because it, all those things lined up, but also like things happen, like coincidences happen. Neil, give us some advice for some of the Halloween uh, enthusiasts out there. What should people be doing that you think more of during Halloween? I I think that that everybody should be a little spookier all year round, really, not even just October. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Everything's a bit crazy with COVID right now, Um, but you can 
you know, I mean, just just stay indoors and watch a ton of horror movies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me some horror recommendation. I like like wacky 80s. Like I just watched Blood Diner last night. I don't know if you've ever seen Blood Diner. You know about it. I, I used to have 2000 Maniacs on DVD. A word. Um, and Blood Feast is what Blood Diner is based off of. Yeah, I read that that was supposed to, uh, Blood Diner was supposed to be a sequel, but like something fell through and they just had to like work around it. Well, here's something interesting about um, Blood Feast and 2000 Maniacs that Neil and I share is that Neil and I both come from the town that 2000 Maniacs was shot in. And this is a Herschel Gordon Lewis film uh, about a full town of uh, crazy people who terrorized Northerners and um, during their uh, centennial celebration uh, decide to wreak havoc upon the uh, traveling northerners and um, crush them with boulders, put them in nail embedded barrels and roll them down the hill. Neil, what do you know about 2000 Maniacs in St. Cloud? Oh, um, a lot of a lot of the landmarks are still there. You can you can watch the movie from, uh, you know, from which was shot back in, I think, 1964 because uh, it was released in 1965, I think. Um, and you can you can still see a lot of the same visible landmarks that, that are unchanged. And you and I both um, came from St. Cloud, right? Yeah. Do you live? Are you yeah, in St. Cloud right now? I told you I'm in Transylvania. Transylvania. Right oh, that's right. Okay, no, I forgot. We're on vacation. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's, he just he got out of St. Cloud, but but you've been there before. Of course. Um, they're all the people killing everybody. They're all ghosts from like from the Civil War, and then they trap people. They trap. Uh, people traveling through the town and kill them all right i, I now remember <laughs> <laughs> all right neil before you have to go um you have to go soon right very soon i have to i have to like you know tend to some ghosts and goblins and that sort of thing gotcha okay well before you go um i want you to do one thing and that's um tell us uh tell us kendama players um how we we how can we be safe during uh, the rest of 2020? Uh, do you have any advice? Uh, wear your mask, um, especially on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say, I'd say if you go outside, you know, to trick or treat, be safe. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I think that if you're, you're like me, maybe stay indoors and watch some movies. Uh, you know that sort of thing. Be safe. Don't 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 take any wooden nickels. Don't eat any apples with you know uh, razors in them. That sort of thing. Um, Neil, um, I'm gonna give you one last chance. Is there anything else profound you want to say? If not, uh, I'm gonna have to send you to hell for the rest of eternity. I curse the entire Kendama community. You're all going to be stuck playing Kendama for the rest of your lives, and then in the afterlife too. So you're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>